episode 34 lucky number 34 we love it we love it hey everybody and welcome to the show feeling well i'm ralph here as always with lloyd howell ralph it's a beautiful day um spirits are high you know we're just we're just loving to be here we're loving to be in this country in this time in this world and we're living we're living our lives and we're looking towards the future and we're thinking it's fine and it's there that's right and we're gonna have and we're going to have such a good time mm-hmm. being here and living through it's it. It's time to reopen you know America. What I mean, man? It's time to reopen mm-hmm. America. I know. I'm I'm ready. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Everything's been solved. Like we did it, man. Like fuck yeah, we fucking did it. Like America. America. It's back. America's back, baby. The America I knew. 20, 2020 know? turned out to be our year after all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ugh, you know. And and we I remember I remember we used to say to each other uh, Lloyd, you'd say to me, one day we're going to look back on this and laugh. And, uh, and, and that day I'm laughing arrived, already. I'm laughing already. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, goodness. sometimes, uh, sometimes things, something I've noticed, sometimes things become too, they become big in your imagination. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a small problem, <laughs> like a global pandemic mm-hmm. or a race war. It it right. like rubs you the wrong way, but yeah, then you're um, yeah. and you're like ah ooh I but hate then that. your imagination actually it like makes it so much worse, but then uh-huh, you just kind of uh-huh. have to talk about it, and it's like oh it's not, and then before you know it, it's ameliorated everything's uh-huh. everything's right as rain. Yes, what what I've done is I've simply I've simply ceased to think about these things, and uh, and they are no longer they are no longer real to mm-hmm. me. Um, and that's that's all there is. I actually to it, no longer like, even consider myself real. So that solves mm, that mm. solves all your problems. That's so important, Ralph. And I love that for us. I love that for you. I love that yes. for us. And I love that for the world. Yes. I've I've mm. committed identity suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Just self abnegation to take to, to its logical to conclusion. such a degree that I'm yeah. I I don't have an understanding of myself. Do we have bodies? Like, Do we have minds? Maybe, probably not. Mm-hmm. Does does it matter? Of course not. Like, the, it's all in the past. Let it go. Yeah, get it. The out of only here. significant dis, uh, difference between me and a jellyfish at this point is that mm-hmm. I have a Nintendo Switch. That's really the only. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I have a I have a story about video games. Okay, lay it on me, Ralph. I I had I've been I playing a, very... a lot of Pokemon this week. Have I'm, you? I'm... Okay, how are your how's uh, how's how's Butterfree Lloyd Howell? Um, Tell me about. Well, it. what I do is that between battles with gym leaders, I'll just spend really a lot of hours just leveling up my Pokemon. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, and I've been trying to get a lot of them up to level sixty. And uh, I've is sixty the max level? No, a hundred is the max. Um, okay. But I'm about like I think I'm about like three quarters through the game. Um, okay. So I have like uh, maybe twenty that are level sixty right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Lloyd, unfortunately, last time I checked was at forty nine. I kind of was not. Oh, but I'll so, I'll get her up there. So Butterfree Lloyd Howell isn't in the A team. 
She's she's sitting on the on the on the losers bench. On the C League, really. Yeah. Oof. But but Oof. I'll I'll get her back up there. I'll get her back. <laughs> but I but yeah, it's that, wild. Man. Like it's really been too much. I've actually like started to become disturbed at how much mm. I'm enjoying playing Pokemon. Because as I said, it's like this perfect just like passive baby game that I can do while I'm like listening to podcasts or music or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it's like on Friday, like I feel like I I played for like the equivalent of a work day. Like I just played oh. for like eight hours. Oh my god! Dude. And then at five o'clock, <laughs> I was like, "All right, day, day well spent. Time to get drunk." You know? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, that's amazing, dude. So okay, so listeners that didn't listen to last week's episode, like last week, you like you got back into it. I got, it. Ba- I got, I got bored with it. I was into it early in the quarantine. And then I got bored because mm-hmm. it's a baby game. But then yeah, I tried yeah. to play the new Zelda, which is like one of those super expansive RPGs. But I couldn't mm-hmm. get it. It was just like hard. It just felt like chores, like navigating this world. Right. And you need right. to get like clothes and shelter. As I've mm. said, I like video games that are either like... <laughs> I either What did you say? I have to either get like yeah. constant reward, like constant serotonin rewards in the form of like constant violence or if it like mm-hmm. simulates like a high intensity sport or right. it has to move at like a moron's pace and i can like half ignore <laughs> it while i'm listening to podcasts just kind of yes, like yes. doing battle after battle using the same mm-hmm. attack just to to level up my my voltreon uh, just, just right. bit by bit, um, <laughs> and you keep doing it. Like you, like you know the moves. You just kind of memorize. Yeah, yeah. The, there's no like how you toggle over to the move. You press A. Exactly. Your guy does the move. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight this rock type with yeah. this water type because they're mm-hmm. vulnerable, and I know that's how I will most expediently level up this particular Pokemon. Yeah, like there's really yep. no sense of play even. It's not right. even it's 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 barely more complicated than like rock paper scissors. Yeah, there's like no there's very little like there's a little bit of strategy, but there's just like very little finesse, very little yeah. just like again, like play. Like I like mm-hmm. I, I've taken the play out of playing video games. Mm-hmm. And I play them These are these are games for for actual babies, yeah. like for for the little kids. Sure. Who can't handle like Zelda or like The Witcher, and or also whatever. as I play, I have this weird thing. I'm like, why, like, why do I care to the degree that I do as I'm playing this? And I actually like, I, I'll, I'll recurringly have this moment. I'm like, why do I give a shit about this? And then I just decide to not think about it anymore. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's level up Haunter. That'll be, I want that. That'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a? You had a, a tweet about a Gengar. Gengar, recently. yeah, but but yeah. to get Gengar, I believe you have to trade haunt. You have to receive a Haunter in a trade. Oh, so maybe what? So maybe at some point that sucks. Yeah, you got to do it with other people. Yeah, certain Pokemon Not only that. level up if you trade them. Um, that's also huh. true of the Machoke that I named after Oliver. I would have. I see. So I would have to. I remember doing this as a child. It's weird how much you just retain. Also, like I remember so many dumb little Pokemon details. Like, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. what a Firestone does. Like that's just like seared into my. Like who knows what it's superseded in my mind. But uh, yeah. Mm. So what I used to do was like I would get someone I I trust, and I would like trade my Pokemon to them and then trade it back. 
so I would reap the oh, rewards boy. without. There's a lot of hoops you have to jump through, <laughs> really. <laughs> These games, like, you know, for as awful as they are, like they are masterfully designed. Like, they've they've got you. Like you're a grown man, Ralph. Yeah. And they've 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 got you by the by the short and curlies. That's something else. I mean, look, these I'm, are unusual uh, times. All right. Of course, of course. Listen, I'm I'm no better. It's like, not like I, I'm uh, creating time for Pokemon. You know? No, so. no. <laughs> yeah. Of course not. That's uh. Oh shit! God, there's a lot of commotion on your side, Lloyd. I'm sorry. My my. You're like knocking shit over. Like, you got your cat, your apple. I, there's a lot going on. I'm sorry. Just, 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 just hang on a second. Oh God. Just hang on a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Unbelievable. Uh, I know. Is this unprofessional? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, there's just a lot going on. Okay. All right. That should. Be All better. right. Lloyd has closed dad, his windows. Yeah. Yeah. My 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 dad is outside with his hedge trimmers and uh, he's making everything in the garden like a square, because that's what my parents like now. They like to have their garden you know they like to make nature into cubes. they like to make squares um like you yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh 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 got my but ass. you had your own video game I story i did have okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna send you a couple of pictures ralph because this is a very this is a very visual okay um place that i went to so it was a it's a it's a colleague of my of my dad's and he like it was his that this this colleague's father has this farmhouse um in upstate new york that i went to um to like they're they're trying to sell this place and it's a it's a disaster as you'll see but um so i get to this house i i i go inside it's like um it smells just very strongly of 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 cigarettes just like 30 years of cigarettes okay. in this place um and and I go upstairs and I'm I'm kind of confronted with, you know, first there's there's a there's a room that is full to the brim of of elephant figurines, just uh, like huh. 300 different elephant figurines, wow. um, you know, just just a lifetime spent in this in this dingy like 200 year old house, just collecting like porcelain elephants. Wow, um, that's so strange. And it it is strange and like. And I'm thinking, whoa, this is a this is a horrible place. Like, like I can't wait to, I can't wait to tell Ralph about this on the pod tomorrow. And then I I hear from the, from the guy that like he's so got. So why were you why son. were you dispatched to this house? Because because I'm strong and I could like help lift stuff. Oh, I see. You know, it was it was a very thankless errand, but I was you know I got to help my dad's friend, whatever, whatever. I don't have a lot else going on. Oh, I just um, got the pictures. So. You got the pictures, so like you see, you see the elephants. Like it's a, uh, I'll, I'll post these online. It's like it's like a weird, it's a weird room. And then the fourth image, you'll see. Like I see this yes, hanging a wall, on a wall, a door, a wall with uh, many, many uh, shelving units with porcelain many elephants atop them. Mm-hmm. Oh, we mm-hmm. got some elephant then, cookie jars. Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. fun. Um, and so I'm thinking, what a weird house. Wow, what all elephants. Guy. And now I'm seeing a very. Uh, Okay, so this is the this is the wing of the house that has been reserved for this guy's like adult son from a previous marriage. Okay, and so this is where this is where it kind of gets fun because like my guy, he's got he's got like three rooms to himself. Right. Um, and I'm seeing and I'm seeing a like, very elaborate leather jacket with many with yes, many belts and straps. Yes. 
So so like like I, a I trench didn't, coat, like a leather person. trench coat. It's it's a full length leather trench coat just covered with with buckles and straps. Would pair would pair appropriately with a fedora, I would say. Absolutely, absolutely, and like and like this guy. The rest of the room is filled with he's got he's got probably twenty different swords. He's got axes. He's got like little runes on the axes. You know. Wow. Like he's got, uh, so we got we got then, trench coat. We got swords. I think I I think I see where this mm-hmm. is going. He's got some katanas and and you know like he's he's got he's got three rooms to himself. Um, if you go to the second image, like the guy has there's there's like a bed for him in the room, but he didn't put it together it's just like leaning against the wall he's got a mattress on the floor he's like he's got an oculus rift he's got a nintendo switch mm-hmm. like my and then like okay so no, no i i sent you the wrong image but the guy is a is is a walking stereotype i didn't have sure. to meet him but this this like he's got his own this is a gamer's layer uh, this is a this is absolutely like if you were to you know, take a like a like a fat idiot gamer mm. out of central casting, like who can't take care of himself, right, who can't, right. you know, um, and and it just it. it so this is the so, this is the son think. of a family friend, uh, the son of a family friend. I've never met the guy. I I I don't. I probably won't meet the guy. Like, I, and you I went there to help out with to help well. out with some chore, some move, and you thought, yeah. hey, I should take a picture. I should take pictures of this guy's private space so I could mock yes. him judgmentally yes. on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because okay, because any anyone. Wow, who's this is this is a this is a real me. dump. I'm seeing lots of yeah. bottles of yeah. soda and and bags of mm-hmm. chips and crap just just strewn mm-hmm. all over the place. And you know, and I and I and the reason I bring it up on the pod, Ralph, it's not just to like mindlessly mock a, you know, a guy who, you know, lives in a stinky house and like doesn't keep himself up. Like he's not a fancy guy. Mm. However, he's got something that I don't have. Yeah. Like he is. He is content. Like this guy, he doesn't. He doesn't give a shit about how he's perceived. Like he he's got his cool trench coat. Like he's got his swords. Mm-hmm. He's got like like he he gets to drink as much soda. He's as He's being wants. exactly he, who he wants to be. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's got he's got his own place. Like he's got his own wing of the house. And he and he and he he doesn't treat it well. He doesn't keep it up. He is but that's he is fine. unburdened. It doesn't he matter. is unburdened by any sense of of duty exactly. or or. Or uh, ambitions relating to self-actualization. He's just—he's got—he's—he's he's got nothing holding him back. He's living for the infinite gamer's moment. He is, yeah. and like that was—and that was something else. Like I, because I, like that's not me. Right? So this gave you pause. Like, I, don't, I don't live it. It. It was like, you know, I talk a big game about about gaming culture, and I I, I talk a lot about, you know, the the kind of degeneracy inherent to the lifestyle, and like. Like there it is on display, but that's that's a deeply content individual. Oh yes, like that's that's he's he's chilling, he's vibing, you know. Like I wish I had twenty swords right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have any swords. Mm-hmm. I don't have a single one. Yep. And like, you know, maybe maybe I've been doing it he wrong. Is, this it whole can time. it maybe cannot I be overstated just... how how much happier he is than you, this man. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. He's he's got it all. He has everything he my wants. Man, he's not. He's not burdened life. by desire. He's Buddhist, really. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, he's got his uh, he's got his uh, his virtual world. He's got his uh, crush uh, orange soda. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. that that stuff tastes good. It's like it's sugar. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. Like they they had to work really hard to to design this soda. Yeah, so that it would taste really good and like give you the give you the good feelings yeah. in your fucking the chemicals. Brain, man. He's he's. I don't have any of that. He he don't he don't he don't give a heck about no chemicals. Hell no, hell no, dude. And so. I mean, all, all, all of this is to say, Ralph, like I am, I am really happy for you that you've kind of found this Skinner box that just mm. like you can press that button over and over and you get the good chemicals and like, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I ought to head down that road. Maybe I should just. All right. Well, first of all, Lloyd, you know. uh, I am not on that road. Okay. Well, not yet. You with your, not this yet. is another one of your roundabout <laughs> backdoor digs at me all right mm. I, i'm just saying you know pokemon it's a slippery slope yeah you're, you're you're pressing those buttons you're feeling good and you're like where can i get my next hit mm-hmm. where's where's the next fix gonna come from when you finally leveled up your your ponyta to level 100 right and you've and you've and you've beaten the last gym leader yeah and you need that serotonin but it's not gonna come from pokemon anymore where's it gonna come from ralph i think i'll be able to walk away you think so? I think so. You can quit anytime you want to, man. You're fine. I think so. You, you got this under control. Okay. Well, what all are right. you doing all day, Lloyd? Mr. What the Mr. Superior? Um, uh, oh, Ralph, far be it from me to call myself Mr. Superior. I don't have anything figured out. I'm just No, like, you're I, you're I, you're I, just, I just you're kinda... just too you're just too principled to engage in mindless entertainment is the subtext of and what so, you're saying. And right. So I, I I choose to suffer rather than consume something popular that might give me pleasure right so your, your suffering is meaningless exactly exactly it you know doesn't help anyone um like it's not towards a purpose it's not making me a better person it's just it's just me allowing my well here's probably inherent probably like my inherent classism it's allowing me to like just let myself have a bad time all right instead of well here's, myself here's the some, thing here's 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 where i here's where i land with your your gamership because like i i i broadly agree with what you have to say about gaming i do think that it can become a uniquely pernicious form of entertainment because uh it does uh kind of uh foster this 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 sort of uh it has this addictive quality that other mm-hmm. modes of media do not have. You know, like people don't stay up all night uh, reading books because they just can't get enough of reading books. You know, or or, mm-hmm. or even or even television or what have you. So there is that, um, and it definitely is a crutch for a lot of antisocial people. Um, and when you talk about gaming culture, I don't always know what you're talking about. Um, sure. And I would say, and I'm sure, I'm sure there are like toxic environs relating to gaming. I would say to that, well, I mean, you can probably find that on Twitter and everywhere else. But I'm definitely willing sure. to believe that gamers, in general, anyone who, who identifies as a gamer, the majority of them, there's there's a putridness specific to their kind. But I would say that, like any vice, like drinking or drugs or bad food. There are always people who will abuse it or even rearrange their lives so that they can continually get that fix. 
But the truth is that the vast majority of people are able to just indulge in these things every once in a while. So what is the harm in having just like a toy that you play with every now and then? How is that more or less harmful than uh, uh, drinking in moderation or doing whatever else? Mm. Um... Well, like if you're talking about the experience of being a casual gamer, like you're not you're not like one of the guys that's at a LAN party. You're just like I don't know, you're just kind of like casually playing Call of Duty with your buddies or something. Like you're just uh like maybe you maybe you get onto World of Warcraft for for a few hours a week. Maybe you're like I don't know, maybe you're playing one of those sports games that people like like uh like NBA Jam. You know, I think I think one of my one of my gripes with gaming culture is that it is. But gaming, I but gaming is, culture refers to like a a small and specific segment of people. No, 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 no. I, what I when I talk about gaming culture, I talk about the I talk about the cultural force pretty broadly, like like what do video games mean to our society? And I I think it is. I mean, first and foremost, like it's an incredibly effective propaganda tool, and it is. But how is like, it more of an effective propaganda tool than Hollywood movies or what's on television or whatever else? Like, what what makes it I think you, uniquely that as opposed to like, uh, you know, the Marvel movies or or like the or for, for to pick a timely example, like all of the copaganda as they call it that people are inundated with on mm -hmm. like network television and the like like why is this a specifically nefarious medium i i don't think it's i don't think it's completely separate but i i would argue that it is uniquely effective because you're participating in it much more actively and you're kind of you're having your own experiences within this within this you know sandbox you know and if you're if you're playing if you're playing Call of Duty, for example, like they work fucking hand in glove with the DOD, like, you know, not to not to mention all the video games that are, you know, produced by the U.S. military. I don't think it's sure. But Marvel movies uniquely... collaborate with the military, too. Like you saw. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like, I'm not I'm not saying that it is absolutely unique, but it is it is immersive in a way that a Marvel movie can't really be because you're you're invited to identify directly with these characters for and you know like a like a completely indeterminate amount of time like you're if you're watching if you're watching avengers endgame for three hours like you see that and like you get some of that propaganda drip but then you're then you're done with it like if you're playing cod like i don't know like you're in that and you're and you're making friends there and but, like what, you're having... but what do you think supposedly happens like like how how, how is this this would be uh propaganda infiltrating the person's mind like, cause I feel, cause um, most people are not engaging with it on that level. Like, and, and, and well, when you say gaming culture, like, I don't think that you're a part of a culture just because you're playing a video game. Like a culture refers well, no, to some like kind not... of like community and shared experience. And the people who have that shared experience, it's like, it's a minority of people. Like most people well, are able to, and choose to just play video games in a limited capacity if they play them at all. Well, sure, Ralph. Like I'm not I'm not implying that there's some kind of you know, threshold that you have to 
cross over to be considered like a real part of gaming culture. But, I, 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 but that's actually, what I'm saying. I'm talking but that's about what it. I'm saying. I'm saying there oh, is. I mean, I, I, I disagree. Like there is, there is what gaming culture is as a cultural force. But if I'm not interacting kind of like, with other people on a regular basis, how is that a culture? Well, I mean, it's all it's all connected, Ralph. Like you're you're not playing Call of Duty, you're not having these experiences, but like you're interacting with other people that might. Like it's it's a it's like a, it's a very okay, but broad that what you just force. said is a difference between me and them, though. That's the difference I'm pointing to. Well, of course, like like obviously, like you're on the periphery, like you're not you're not closer to the center of it. I'm talking about it as a broad cultural influence. I'm not saying that, that that because you play Pokemon, you're getting U.S. military propaganda. No, far from it. Like I'm saying that the that the center of what gaming is, like what it's being used as today, like a lot of it is wrapped up in 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 very militaristic tropes. And when when you ask me like what what is the harm in interacting with that, I mean it's not it's not it's not blatant. Like it's not like in. Well, your I'm not saying what's the harm. Is, I'm like, saying what makes that more harmful than uh, all this other media that has like problematic politics that you can extrapolate from it like what what makes it uniquely bad again i think it's the i think it's the direct participatory quality like you're you're just kind of gradually kind of reifying military culture you're you're reifying like military hardware equipment like kind of just just kind of kind of slowly surely just like you start to identify with this stuff and you you identify with the with the language they use you identify with like you know the, like the elite operators you identify with i don't know it's it's like you're opting in you're opting into like oh cool like military stuff is great like you know I, i'm not i think i think there is there's definitely degrees to this stuff yeah um, but i would say the amount of people who are so intellectually vulnerable that a game would like convert them to that kind of like hardline ideology. Like that's, I, I just don't believe that's a lot of people. But like, think about, think about, okay. Like you're, you're a teenager, like you're, you're 13, 14, 15, like you and your friends, what do you do for fun? Like you play call of duty, you play any of these games where you're like a, like a special ops guy or you're like a policeman and you're, yeah. I mean like, like Tom Clancy's the division. That's a, that's a game where you, it's where you play as a, like a special government operative who's putting down a revolution in the U S like this. These are, these are games that you can, that you can get access to for pretty cheap it's stuff that you can have your own experiences in, and when you're and when you're a kid, like yeah, when you're I mean, I I, I, under, I understand the point you're making, but I'm just saying that that yeah, like I don't I don't see that as I guess the point you're making is that the nature of the engagement is different, but like uh, that's not really that different from what you would find at the movies or on TV, and that there comes a certain point where you know you have to have faith that adults aren't that impressionable or intellectually susceptible and it's like yeah yeah the kids playing it but that's also not all video games like not all video games are that but you seem to object to the medium as opposed to just like the content of a given game like not all video games um, are some of them are pokemon not all of them are some of like, them are pokemon I are know, like I warfare know. simulators well, sure. I like I, I see I see the point that you're making. I know they're not all warfare simulators, but what I'm saying is that 
like if gamer becomes part of your identity, you kind of cross over into that stuff a lot more. Like obviously propaganda is a is a very broad tool. Like you're not going to do it just in video games. You're not going to do it just in movies. It's it's just it's just like a broad cultural But you're push. specifically particularly against the medium of video games. Um I I just find it I think it is um I think it is quite perniciously effective. I think it is probably like, I mean, I think you have a, what I would call like a, like maybe a misplaced faith in how people might be able to resist this stuff because you're not going to get everyone, obviously. Like, but it is, it is going to. But then the what's right the, but then the what's right the logical time. end point of that argument? Like people should be sheltered from certain media because it might be bad for them. No, no. I like I'm not I'm not calling for some kind of like could someone like, could someone be certainly. negatively influenced by a video game? Of course they can, but like that's like yeah. like like that like lowest common denominator is how we're going to dictate like what media ought to exist. Like we're going to ascribe uh, an ethical dimension to it on that basis, you know? No, no. Ralph, we're not we're not ascribing an ethical dimension to it. I'm saying that it should just be like culturally suppressed like we should consider gaming culture not not gaming culture sorry we should consider like we should look down on it is what i'm saying mm -hmm. we as 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 citizens as individuals participating in this society we should be like oh you're gaming that's too bad wish you weren't doing that i i like i, I really don't think that censorship would be even useful in this situation i think it should just be shunned as much as possible that's what i do uh -huh. that's all i think anyone else should do yeah that's all so you that's don't think all. there's any place in society for for mindless entertainment you would extend that, i think there you is would extend that I to like goofy movies or tv or whatever else no no of course not but like, why of course not i because because like like movies tv do people overindulge in these things sometimes sure they do like all the time some people yeah yeah absolutely but um, like I, I just think gaming can get its hooks into people in a way that movies and TV just can't. Mm -hmm. Um, the like particular individuals, like the right people. But that's what I'm saying. You know, particular individuals, like as as yeah. I said, like certain people can become addicted to drugs and alcohol, but most people could experience them in moderation. So those things are not intrinsically evil necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um. Like a video, like I mean, a, I'm like not, a video uh, game to me is it's like a, it's a it's a it's a play thing, and people have play. Things. Of course, of course, and that's good. Like you have a you have a healthy relationship to video games. Um, I just I just think like in my ideal world, it would be devalued as a cultural institution. Like we wouldn't have major league gaming. Like sure. we wouldn't have college classes in this stuff. We wouldn't be like preparing people for careers in video gaming. Sure, like, I mean, and I would agree with know. that, but. That's not what you were saying before. You weren't just saying that they're stupid, which I agree. You were saying they're like a moral scourge. I well, I mean, I do think I do think they kind of are. Mm -hmm. And like in the last in the last ten years, especially, video games have been elevated to just incredible heights. Like they've they've become this they've become this incredibly incredibly mainstream force that is kind of defining a lot of young lives especially in a way that it never was before and like we're we're just kind of i don't know like we're gonna we're gonna look back on these times and like and like young people especially whose uh 
whose young lives have been defined in large part by their experiences gaming and like i really don't think that's that many people though i don't know about that i think dude like like 90 i think it's 95 percent of boys play video games like it's it's almost everyone like it's it's something that touches almost everyone in this country i think yeah like, and, 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 and 95 percent watch television but it doesn't they don't necessarily like that doesn't necessarily become like a part of their identity that they they cater to constantly is all i'm saying like i just think you're i just I think your tone's a little alarmist like it's a fact that most mm. people are able to engage with video games in like a, a limited uh mostly harmless capacity is all i'm saying it's a little tipper gorish <laughs> um ralph i mean if i were to if i were to sum up my 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 thesis as regards gaming i would just say like that shit's for nerds and we should cool it down sure that's all i'm saying i agree with that okay? i agree with that yeah I just feel like sometimes you go overboard and that it's like become a part of your personal brand. So you overstate things. Ralph, I resent that. I resent that. I really do. Here I am just trying to spread the good word. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're I mean, saying, like making and buttons and, a, and everything, you know, I mean, I made the, but it was, it's cause that's fun, you know? And you, it's and, and you say. are someone who is, uh, who is in, you're, you're kind of like a first string hand ringer. You're like when it comes to media, you're 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 quick to condemn and cancel, you know. Whereas I'm more, I, I I like to, I don't. I just don't think that's true. All right, like, I mean, are you able to know, enjoy I, a movie that has um, politics that are the opposite of your own? Are you able to appreciate it as something that is an aesthetic object, um, and that its politics doesn't necessarily have to inform its quality? That it's just kind of interesting. Um, I think it's kind of hard for me to separate that. Like if it's if if a if a movie that's like super like hoo ha like militaristic, like I don't know. Like I think I would probably find that harder to enjoy. I mean, if it's an older movie, see, I don't have that problem. Like I don't, a, like I don't, a, like I don't, a Steven Seagal or a whatever. Like I can I can kind of enjoy that as a cultural relic. But if I'm if I'm watching like a modern like. A, like what would be an example like zero dark 30 or like sicario like can i enjoy the cinematography can i enjoy the like the the performances can i enjoy the fun action sequences sure but like my my experience of the movie will be like ah well that was that was propaganda well you know? but it's not always propaganda just because something is something you don't agree with like it could still be like it could still be an auteurist statement. It's just that the auteur has shitty politics or politics that are the opposite of your own. And I mean, we all mm -hmm. have limits. Mm -hmm. Like obviously I'm capable of being offended by a movie, but by and large, uh, I don't believe there is an ethical dimension to art and experiencing art. Mm. And that if you are dismissive of art, that art from which you can extrapolate uh, politics that are either ordinarily offensive to you or that fly in the face of your own politics, that's just a very limited way of engaging with art. Like it should be, mm. you should be able to look at it. This is, this is kind of going off track from the video game discussion, but if there's like a movie I that I watch and it like, to me, like, of course it's subjective, but it like unmistakably has some kind of like archly conservative subtext that doesn't make mm -hmm. me think, Oh, 
this has an archly conservative subtext. That means it's bad. It's like, no, it's it's whether or not it's good is, uh, uh, you know, any number of things. But uh, how how competently you- and uh, dynamically is this an expression of one person's mind? And seeing it for what it is, I can extrapolate the politics. The politics may be interesting to think about. I could be judgmental of the politics. But it's still mm-hmm. a document of this person's mind, and that's interesting and has value and whatever moral decree you want to issue on the basis of its politics when it comes to aesthetics when it comes to art and meaning they're pretty much irrelevant to me okay what's I, important is so, that it's so honest and pure and whether or not but I you're agree, saying like yeah. like if if a if a movie is is well crafted like like the the performances are no good, it's not the, it's not the it's not it's good. not just craft like craft is is Sure. Like, yes, I am able to appreciate its craft, but it's more than craft. Like, what makes a work of art? You're, you're saying it's like like a like a distillation of someone's like vision. Yeah, it's it's like it's, it's a pure and earnest okay. and felt expression. And you know, there's there's a wide variety of things that determine whether or not I like a movie. Sure, but what I think what makes a work of art worthy of consideration or interesting is how authentically. It is an expression of one person's mind, and if they happen to be expressing something problematic, um, that's kind of irrelevant to me. Because what makes it interesting mm-hmm. is that it is an honest, pure document. That it is something that was wrested like sincerely from someone's psyche or their soul. And whether or not I agree with like whatever conclusions they draw, that's not really the point. That doesn't take away from its value. Okay. Because it's still it's well, still this this object that I could observe, and it makes me like, you know, think and feel, and that's where the value resides. Okay, I mean, and you could say like, oh, I, isn't I, it interesting? Look at how perverted the conservative mind is that it would draw these kinds of conclusions. Like, it may still be a shitty movie, of course, but like right. those right. conclusions are not what determines whether it has value to me. It's a work of art is valuable because it's. Again, it's like honest or pure or is a is a faithful representation of someone's mind, wherever that mind is at. Well, what I what I would say, like I don't think there's anything wrong with that, Ralph. Like I I I don't think there's anything wrong with a with someone enjoying a movie whose creator and whose thesis is, you know, has politics that you would disagree with. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it just I think what it comes down to in terms of this conversation is like you and I relate to art in different ways. Like I you know You're not huge on art. I I, I don't really like art that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um Right. So so I I like cause cause value is kind of a subject a subjective thing. And you, you can, you kind of appreciate art in a different way than I do. Um, and you think about art a lot more than I do. Like, I, I don't really, I, I don't really have a thesis about art. Like, it's kind of on the periphery of my life. I don't, you know, I could, I could, in a lot of cases, I could take it or leave it. It's not, it's not a, it's not a huge value for me. So sure. when we talk about, in 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 terms of like if I'm if I'm watching a, uh, okay, what's an example like Suicide Squad? Uh, that's a movie that came out a couple. Okay, years Okay, but ago. that's a dog shit um, mainstream movie. That's not a great example. But but let's let's pretend let's pretend it was really good and it was like really fun and like it worked. 
like the guy that made that is like a like a really bad like let's have a better example let's have like let's have like a piece of like conservative high art or something can you can you name one of those i don't know know if i can uh, that's uh the triumph of the will (laughs) (laughs) well that's kind of the ultimate example i Uh, suppose but uh yeah yeah. she did a really good job yeah like (laughs) people really like to the thing about that movie well, I mean that that isn't really the perfect example because that is actually state-sanctioned propaganda. So you right, know, right. but also like yeah. uh, liberals love like liberals in like film circles love tripping over themselves to say how it's actually very good because like they're so open-minded that it's like I know it's a Nazi mm. movie, but I am so <laughs> open-minded and removed from that that I can actually uh-huh. appreciate it's that good. I, I bet it's probably not even that good. It looks boring. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just Hitler flying in a plane and then getting off and then having a big rally. Yeah. And there's like a lot you know. of marching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with special angles that Lenny Reifenstahl. How about this? You know composed. that what's that guy? What's his name? The guy who made uh, Dragged Across Concrete and Brawl and Cell Block Twenty Two. I think it's called. He's like considered uh, like a, a like a modern conservative auteur. Brawl in Cell Block Twenty Two or Thirteen or something or Dragged Across I, that that I saw I haven't seen Dragged Across Concrete but he's considered he's widely considered a conservative artist. Brawl in Cell Block Ninety Nine. Yeah, yeah, with Vince Vaughn. Is that the one. Yeah. Okay, that is directed by S. Craig Zoller. Zoller. Yeah, he's okay. like one of those guys where like you're never quite sure how much he's trolling. But his mm-hmm. his films, people read them as conservative, um, and he is an auteurist. Sure. He has a very like austere, uh, personalized style. But he's kind of critics kind of widely regard. Like some people have even called him like a MAGA artist or whatever, which I think is overstating uh-huh. things. But like, let's say you sat down to watch one of his movies. His movies are are very patient testing, patience testing. But let's say you're you're watching it and, and go on as you were saying. Okay, so. I'm I'm sitting down to watch Brawl in Cell Block 99, um, you know, and that and that and that film is kind of whatever whatever the thesis of the film is. Let's let's say it kind of it makes you believe that like it's considered an anti-abortion film. I think an anti-abortion film. Okay, it's okay. a wild movie. Um, very brutal. I I bet I bet. Um, <laughs> and like and that. Uh, and that thesis is conveyed expertly and like the guy's mind is just there on the screen for you to see and like for that it's put together uh, in an interesting reasonably yeah, compelling and that, way and for what and for that 132 minutes like damn s craig zoller like my guy you did it like abortion no thanks pal <laughs> and like i come out of that i'm going to clip i'm going to clip movie. you saying that <laughs> <laughs> oh no hey no wait oh um but like I and I get out of the theater and like, you know, like me, Lloyd Howell, like my my politics are like that is repugnant. Like the thesis of the film is repugnant to me. Like the fact that he did a good job making a piece of art that I fundamentally disagree with, mm-hmm. like like that doesn't have a lot of value for me. Sure. Like, well, all I would say to that is that you keep know. saying like craft. I'm talking about more than craft because like a lot of things evince a high level of craft but they aren't i mean try to try to explain it to me in in a in in a way that's not like the guy did a 
did like a excellent well what i'm job saying is of, that what i'm saying is like that his thesis if, if is I, on screen like it's clear it's if i appreciate like a movie that has like contrary politics to mine like what mm-hmm. i'm talking about is not just like nice cinematography or performances or whatever well i know that I i'm know saying that. like to me i get the feel of course it's subjective of course it's all feelings but i have mm-hmm. decided uh based on my experience watching it that something sincere and meaningful has been communicated and even if it's Mm. even if if you want to like i don't even really believe in like reducing art to like like messages or like verbal pigeonholing but let's say like i can like extrapolate some kind of like pretty clean cut thesis from the film whether or not i think that thesis is correct that's not really the point of art like there's a difference between a movie and an op-ed like even if i think this man is wrong-headed the ways in which he is sincerely wrong are interesting to look at and mm. consider and analyze. So so okay. even if it is something that I think is literally incorrect or even offensive, it is still honest in the sense that it's an honest dispatch from that person's mind. And that in and of mm-hmm. itself says something, however abstract, about the human condition. So it therefore mm. has value to me. Okay. I I mean that yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but I am still someone like I'm I, like I, I say this like, you know, that's kind of just how I engage with art in general because I don't right, seek right. art out to to flatter my own uh beliefs, but like I am capable of finding a movie offensive. I found Zero Dark 30 offensive, but I also thought it mm. was an insipid movie. Um I it, see. it wasn't it I wasn't see. it wasn't as if uh I struggled with it because it it really conveyed something in spite of its politics. Um, I also just found it very boring. It was like a shitty movie I with see. shitty politics. If it if mm. it was a if it was a good time, maybe I would feel differently. But yeah, of course, these are like age old questions and they're difficult and right. they're worth grappling right. with. Um, and movies in particular are an emotional medium, so uh, of course people kind of wind up contradicting themselves and they can have mixed emotions but in general i try not to ascribe an ethical dimension to art uh and part of the reason why too is that i don't know like art isn't valuable if it advances a positive message it is valuable in and of itself you know it's it's already valuable and i also don't think that art can affect at least positive social change Um, yes yes I, i i agree with that certainly um i mean and then the question of whether video games they are, are art. not like art that's, they are that's, not that's, art yeah yeah and that's kind of that's kind of wrapped in this whole conversation this has been a pretty wide ranging a game is not I think art. at all kinda... oh yeah and I, I i i you know we're 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 free balling here we're, we're going all over yeah, the place yeah. but i do not mean it's to conflate though. the two debates like, right like i've been i've been arguing with people about video games not being art since i was 18 a game uh-huh. is not <laughs> art like uh, like uh-huh. art a work of art in short it can have some other agenda like the point of a video game people try to say oh they have themes it's like no the point of a video game is to play it the point is to engage Mm -hmm. with it as a player the video game does not just exist to communicate a point it's like saying that like a tv commercial is art it's like well no it's not an art because it doesn't exist (laughs) purely as as an expression it's trying to sell you something so the notion that video games can be art just in principle forget the fact that they're all childish and lame in principle they cannot be art and uh because i think art is something specific and worth defending 
Um, I resent it very much when people try to argue otherwise because they think they're being right. open-minded. It's like, oh, well, I think anything can be art. And it's like, no, motherfucker, if anything can be art, then the notion <laughs> of art is meaningless. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, wh- what do you think about uh, Marcel Duchamp and his, uh, his toilet sculptures, things of that nature? <laughs> Are you asking me how I feel about abstract and conceptual art? I don't know. I mean, like that, that was, that was an example of someone trying to challenge the, the definition of what art actually was trying to expand it beyond like, you know, paintings and, and, sure. and drama. And well, what like I think, that. what you, I, well, I think what you're asking me is like, do I think stuff like that is bullshit? And, uh, absolutely not. No, I, I mm-hmm. enjoy a lot of conceptual art and abstract. I mean, I don't know much about, uh, fine art uh, in general, but I, I like, the idea of those things. I am not one of those people who places a lot of stock in like modernist or like purely representational art. No, right. not at all. I'm into that postmodern shit for sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Which doesn't seem like yeah. your shit at all. It's, I mean, it can be like, if I'm being honest, like when I go, when I go to museums, when I'm like out there experiencing art, when I'm like viewing these things, like, do they have value to me? Oftentimes, yes, they do. And it's, it's all, it's all kind of made very frustrating, like, because I can't really, I have a very difficult time separating my enjoyment of that art in that space with knowing, like, like, again, like art culture in the US is, is dominated. Sure broadly by the super rich okay by like it, so that's it, so it that's a, different a, so what i thought you were going to say is that because you're referring you're saying that your your appreciation of the art is problematized by the outside reality of the art worlds i yeah. thought you were saying like you think that abstract art in general is like kind of an intellectual fraud like one of those no people. no yeah. i i like that is not what i believe like i i, I think abstract art and stuff like like what Duchamp did, I think it's very thought provoking. And I think those questions are absolutely worth asking because art is this kind of, this kind of nebulous concept that people have been arguing about for years and years and years. And like, I think it's, I think it's a conversation worth having certainly. And like, um, I mean, this is just another example. It's, it's like, it's like how it's the difference between how you relate to art and how I relate to art. I just have a, I have a harder time separating. um, Well, that's different because the art world's, that's different from what I was saying about movies because I'm referring to the the work of art itself. Something innate in it has something that is contrary to your politics. Whereas what you're mm-hmm. talking about is, you know, you're trying to appreciate art, but you're distracted by just like all of the shitty hierarchies that are surrounding it and everything. And right, I think that right. would be reflected um, in the work too, to a degree. Um, but yeah, the art mm-hmm. world is horrible, you know. Yeah, I guess I guess those are two I guess those are two separate questions. I mean, the, uh, but the same the same thing would also apply if I were to be confronted with a piece of art that you know kind of flew in the face of my politics and like made I don't know. You're, you're don't saying know. you're saying a, your engagement in general it's 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 not as if you're not just you're not just determined to engage with the art as such. Like you're not that devoted to it that that's how you're approaching it like you're you're so in, so instead you're well, considerate of kind of like the wide world surrounding it to a degree that, I, that to a degree to a degree and and that's but that's also keeping like keep in mind like i don't review films like like you you review films like you kind of you make a practice of thinking about these things 
as art, as as pieces. Um, and I, I don't really have that language anymore. Like I know we both went to film school. Like at one point I did, but it's like I've, I've kind of lost the. Yeah, it's not. It's that. not exactly your thing. Yeah, no, which is no, which is fine, really. and I think that's probably how most people engage with things. Right. Um, right. And it's probably weird and a little eccentric um, to engage with them in the way that I am. But I mean, you know, it's you know, it's my interest. But sure, sure. And, 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 and a lot of people do engage with things like that. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that, obviously. And like all of this stuff that I'm saying about like about video games, about whatever, like it's not it's not a it's not a case for like censorship. It's just a like no, I know. I mean, I most I mostly agree with the video games. It's just my only thing yeah. is that, like, a- as I said, like any, um, like I see it as a vice that most people are able to engage with uh, in in moderation. Sure, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we could talk about this for. It's true. Well, I'm surprised we 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 wound up talking about this stuff. I thought we were going to talk about the protests and shit. But, right, but, uh, right. Um, yeah. Uh, as, <laughs> as regards the protests, horrifying. Hogs are hogs are on full display. So many bad um, tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's. Uh, Can I spotlight a bad piece. tweet? Please do. Is it mine? <laughs> no, it's not. Have I done bad tweets, Ralph? <laughs> no, it's not. You have to tell me. That would be a good final just jab, though. <laughs> uh, so I guess this is kind of like my donkey of the week, but uh, okay. Let's hear it. Uh, so, are you familiar with um, insufferable baby man Michael Tracy? Oh yes. Oh yes. So I've been, been I've been paying attention. T- I usually have him muted just to avoid having uh-huh. him retweeted into my timeline. But I've been uh-huh. I've been looking at a lot of Michael Tracy tweets this week, um, and it sucked. <laughs> Who hasn't been? So yeah. like the the thing is this. I'll try to keep this short, but Michael Tracy. His his shtick since like the protests have started, um, he's like the most pronounced of like a certain strain of like online like like super anti woke anti ID Paul like kind mm-hmm. of trolling leftist you know right um, who they seem to be going out of their way to try and delegitimize the protests in some way. Right, and right. the interesting thing about it's funny that like on Twitter, like y- your thing can just be someone who sucks and everyone hates your opinions because <laughs> it's like because it's like he's not li- like uh, like usually people who have like a lot of followers, it's they usually have something like it's usually like they're right. they're somehow previously famous or they're a hot woman or they're quote unquote mm-hmm. cool like the girls from Red Scare who have kind of been on this recently too but it's like uh-huh. Michael Tracy he's just kind of like he just like sucks so much that he has 145,000 followers which is interesting to me <laughs> but it's like that's not easy to do cuz it's like you could no, just be you no. could just be like a conservative crank who's wrong about everything and everyone will ignore you but he right, has like this right. specific kind of alchemy where it's like mm-hmm. every once in a while he has a good point, but like his tone is so shitty and he has like 13 dog shit takes between every good one. And it's just like he really <laughs> triggers people where it's just like, damn, this yeah. guy really sucks. Yeah. He gets our blood and up. So people can't look away. And mm-hmm. and like about the protests, like these these people I'm referring to, like occasionally, like I don't necessarily disagree with everything they're saying. 
Um, uh-huh. It's like, oh, it's like, it's like uh, Michael Tracy, like Amy Therese. That's Maddie I wasn't Iglesias. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna you know, name names, but uh, uh, Anna the Anna whatever her name is from Red Scare. Yeah, yeah. Right. Amy Therese has has some good points sometimes. I know she co-hosts a podcast with a, a frequent guest <laughs> of the show. Oh, but, right, 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 right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh-huh. like like they occasionally have a good point. Like you know, it's like like well now that we already mentioned her, like Amy was saying like uh, defund the police is just a meaningless slogan. It doesn't really point to anything actionable. Um, it ignores like what like purpose the police actually play in society in relation to labor or whatever, which is like kind of true. It's like it's not as if the police are just like it is like kind of a neoliberal way of looking at things to be like, oh, if we just shut down this bad institution, the bad things will stop. It's like, well, no, the police. Uh-huh. It's not that the police are uniquely evil. They're evil because they serve an evil state. They they are carrying right. out the interests of an evil state and. For anything meaningful to happen, you have to change that state, which is a hell of a lot harder, but whatever. Anyway, like people people can disagree about the protests. I don't know if it's going to result in anything uh, positive necessarily. Maybe the police just become even more suited up and powerful. But it's like mm-hmm. they're happening. It's like pe- you can only push people around so much until they start striking back mm-hmm. at the people who are attacking them. And none yeah. of them, like, none of them have any other solutions. Like, they don't offer anything constructive or positive. Um, so that's in general, but Michael Tracy has been particularly awful and he had this tweet. He said, uh, speaking of civic religion, protesters collectively recite the names of people killed by police as though they are modern day martyrs. Five or 10 in particular have entered the pantheon of saints. Say their name is shouted, prompting these incantations. It's a religious fervor. And it's like, what the fuck are you trying to prove tweeting oh, that? Oh, my God, dude. Like, first of all, uh, first of all, like saying the names of of the victims of of, uh, uh, of police killings, like that's a political tactic. It's not just like some it's not like some uh, masturbatory rhetoric. Like it has an explicit purpose. Not. It's like, right. It's, it's it, yeah. Like, like wh- you don't what do you make of that tweet? people? And it just got this it's got this like shitty sociological term too where it's like, oh, look at these people. Isn't it isn't it curious that they're doing this, you know? Right. He's he's trying to behave like an anthropologist watching something, you know, novel emerge and and, and just like opine about it. And the best part is that Um, like he's not even committed to this stance because then like in the replies you know, someone was like, this sucks. And he was like, I never said it was a bad thing. So just like, <laughs> like shameless, just like uh, waffling. It's like, oh yeah, because a, a fervor right, right. is a good thing. You definitely meant uh-huh. something positive. But it's uh, like, like, and he also like on his timeline, he like keeps signal, uh, singling out like, for example, he like found something on Instagram where there was some kind of uh, protest gathering where uh, it, 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 like they were going to do like a 30 minute guided meditation and it's like yeah that's stupid and there was like the clip of mm-hmm. like the white people in a prayer circle talking about how they're going to denounce their whiteness and like yeah that's like stupid and gratuitous and and self-serving mm-hmm. but it's i feel like it's really disingenuous to like present these like random lame asses and try to suggest that that's in any way representative of the whole of like course, it's not of course. And I don't know if I. They keep trying to say that like the PMCs like the protests. I don't know if that's true. I feel like they're conflating mm. like posting the black square on Instagram or whatever 
with rioting. Right. And it's like, that's not what the rioters, that's not who they are. Of course not. Yeah, I, I don't of know. Of course not. We're, like, there's there's so many there's so many shades of participation in this moment. Yeah. And like, you know, you've got your, you've got your cringeworthy, like, celebs kind of doing their, their, their takes on Instagram or whatever. And you've got your, like, the, the, the white allies, you know, big, you know, capital, capital A allies that like take it way too far and like do this kind of performance. And, I, and I do agree that there is like an element of like, you know, I've been hearing a lot of people of that ilk talking about like wokeness as a religion that like, sure. that like, sure. they're not supporting, it's not a matter of like supporting any like actionable policies. It's just like, if I acknowledge my privilege and I say the right things, I can cleanse myself of the sin and that'll make this a less racist world. Like that's definitely a thing and it sucks. Of course. I mean, but that's like, yeah, they're yeah. cherry picking. It's like what we talked about last week, how like mainstream politicians and shit and the media they like were trying to Bernie bro things by suggesting that the protests were illegitimate because like irresponsible mm -hmm. white people were appropriating them or whatever. This right. is kind of like the same thing, except their Bernie bro is like a PMC Liz lad, you know, That's right. they're trying to suggest yeah. that they're the product of, of like, yeah, again, like PMC, like it's, yuppie shills. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I posted this last week, like wokeness is not an ideology. Wokeness is a style. Like it's, it's a, it's a way that you can present your politics and your argument, but it's not a, it is not a coherent ideology. It's like, it's a set of tactics that you can use. Um, well, I, I, I feel like it kind like of it can be an ideology when well, you look at it this way, like in the sense that, I mean, it depends on how you want to define it, but a point they make that I kind of agree with, like the, 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 the methods of being woke is the ideology like if i check my privilege mm -hmm. enough like that's that's going to lead to change which sure but the point I mean, of you're, you're right yeah you're right in that it can be an ideology but it's not a coherent one sure like that's yeah that, that to me is the difference well the point you were trying to make this is kind of two separate points but you were trying to make the point that that language can be weaponized and used to whatever end because i think you were like mm -hmm. retweeting someone who was they were suggesting something heinous, but they were using like woke vernacular or whatever. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's like kind exactly. of a separate thing, which I agree. But I think that relates to the fact that, yeah, whatever. But the point is, they're just like, everyone's just like making their own reality in regards to the protests. Like mm -hmm. whoever, mm -hmm. like whoever you hate the most, they're just going to cherry pick. And I think the thing is too, like, again, we could disagree about how politically useful the protests are. But I think when it comes to like Michael Tracy and his ilk, like they place so much stock in seeming like jaded like kind of above it all mm. leftist commentators like of they course. have to be contrarian they have to be like more legitimate or to the left of of yep. whatever the the subject is yep. and since like normies for lack of a better word are fucking burning down police precincts that does a number <laughs> on their relevance uh -huh. so it's like yeah they have to try yeah. in some way to delegitimize the protests because like nothing will ever be nothing will ever be authentic enough. Yeah, it will never be like it's like to them it's gauche to march with people in the streets, or they're too mm -hmm. cool, or it flies in the face of their brand, or in Michael Tracy's case, like maybe they're they're like too overweight to do it. It would be too like physically taxing, sure. you know, because he's a rotund man. He's built like Snorlax, but uh, he sure is. But you know, you, you kind of got Michael Tracy presenting this black led movement that has successfully brought a ton of other races into the movement like kind of 
viewing it as an anthropologist being like, wow, like look at it's, it kind of, it, it ascribes an aspect of, of religion, as you said, to like a genuine political movement that is, and that is, that is like a special, it's, it's, as you say, like, what, what, what are you trying to do there? Like, like what, what is the, what do you want then? If not this, yeah. what is your workers revolution going to consist of? If not people <laughs> marching in the streets and fucking shit up? Like, isn't this what you uh, like, weren't you upset at like the complacency of people or that they just, I don't know. The point is yeah. Mike, you're welcome on the pod anytime. But, uh, <laughs> anytime, pal. Yeah. We're happy to hash this out. Oh boy. Well, we uh should we call it? I think we ought to call it. Yeah. Um this is a fun one. Uh folks, you can follow the podcast at Feeling Well Pod. You can follow Ralph at Hey Ralph Man. You can follow me at Void Howler. Um uh if you're going out to the protests, uh please continue to do so. Don't get caught. Uh and have fun, have fun, you know. That's right. Just uh, you know, make a day of it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, Ralph, I'll see you next time. See you folks, next time. Thanks for listening. Go with God, folks. Bye bye. <laughs>